0: So a couple of weeks ago, did anybody hear anything I said? yet? Yeah, yeah, that was great, Christmas. Okay, here we go. Um, a few weeks ago, we were driving on our way to the farm, and my phone rang, and it was from somewhere in Louisiana. I don't have any friends there that I know of, and um, so I let it go to voicemail. And, you know, iPhone has that, that feature where you can actually watch them leave the voicemail And it just scrolls up the screen like, you know, at the beginning of Star Wars, you can just kind of watch their message be left. And whoever was leaving this message, um, I had done something very, very bad to them because they were just every four letter word you could think of um, was scrolling across the screen of my phone. They were leaving me a very heated, heated message. just calling me every name in the book. It had something to do with an image or a picture. I don't know. You know, it's like a couple of sentences at a time, but but they were just, they were letting me have it. They were cussing me out. And I'm like, wow, this is not a telemarketer. And so um, so I just kind of let that go to voicemail and and deleted it because I didn't want to read all that again. And within 10 seconds, it rang again from the same number. I thought, well, I guess they didn't get enough in the first time. They're going to do it again. They weren't done. They weren't done. So I let that go to voicemail, and then we stopped along the way, and I opened it up. <laughs> and um, if I tell you what the person sounded like, you're going to think, Dean, you're so mean. But it just sounded like someone like on a house on stilts in the middle of a swamp in Louisiana. Who didn't maybe have any teeth, and it was just the message was this <laughs> I'm sorry, I called the wrong number. <laughs> and then, this was her words I think it was a her, it was, Have a blessed day. <laughs> you guys know you've heard me talk about this Um, like after cussing me out you want me to have a blessed day Um, like who are you wanting me to bless you is it the same person that's blessing you on your day that's not going so well obviously Um, have a blessed day I mean you didn't just hand me a chicken sandwich or a coffee you cussed me out You know how I I sometimes talk about this, um, just the whole use of the word. Um, I still remember walking out of of Starbucks one time and there's like a $100,000 car sitting there with the license plate blessed. I'm going, well, I guess I'm not. And um, just, you know, go to Instagram, search hashtag blessed and just spend 10 seconds looking around and you go, my goodness, what it means to be blessed. Um, but we are. We really are. Um, my goodness, we sang today about how blessed we are because who, of whose we are and who God is. And we encounter someone today who... Um, has been known for a couple of thousand years as blessed, or blessed, to make it a two-syllable word. Um, but what does that even mean? We're talking about Mary. We're, talking, we're in the middle of this, four Y's, W-H-Y-S, of Christmas. We started with, why then, why at that time, in the fullness of time, God sent his Son into the world? born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law. Why was that the time when the time bucket was full and God said, okay, now? And we talked about that for a morning. And then last week it was, why there? Why Bethlehem of all places? It doesn't even make any of the village list, a lot of the list in the Old Testament. It's like, it's so insignificant. And Micah said, though you are the least of all villages, from you will come a ruler the ruler, who is from ancient days. He's eternal, coming out of eternity into time. Why there? Because it's nowhere, and that's what God does. He chooses the, the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. He chooses the nothings to change. Shame the somethings. Um, now we come to, um, it was going to be why them. I decided to go with this, why her? And on the last two, we kind of take it beforehand and lead up. But this morning, we're actually going to look at Mary's response to the story that I read at the beginning of the service. And just look at the repetition of this word, blessed. Mary, you're blessed. Mary, you're chosen. Mary, why you? Why you, Mary? Um, if, you, if you look back at the story and see this repetition, and then you realize we're blessed, which we'll come to at the end. Why us? Why you? Why me? And, and what does this blessing entail that we can get um, from Mary? The angel comes and tells her, you remember the last thing, and by the way, your relative Elizabeth... I like to think she's an aunt. She's old enough to be an aunt. I just think it's cool if she's an aunt because it's just like young teenage Mary travels like 50 miles maybe to go see her aunt at a time of like, what is going on in my life? And Aunt Elizabeth might have some answers besides Who wouldn't want to see this old lady aunt six months pregnant? So so it says, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And we know who this baby is. This is John the Baptist. But it's just amazing. Like... The baby, six months in there, um, hears Mary's voice, and it starts jumping around. John, and we know what John ended up being like, so this makes sense, right? And it says, Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, she exclaims with a loud cry. So it's almost like this prophetic moment, if you will. Blessed, there's our word, are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Wait a minute, how does she know Mary's pregnant? I don't know how that worked. She saw it on Facebook, I guess. Um, And why, that's amazing to me, she knows, and why is it granted to me? that the mother of my Lord should come to me. (laughs) You've got my Lord in your belly. My goodness. For behold, when the sound of your greeting came into my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed, again, third time, is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. So she knows, she knows somehow that, that Mary has heard from the Lord and, and that Mary has the Son of God somehow in her belly and she knows that Mary believes it. And that was the very last words Mary told the angel, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be according to your word. Whatever you need to do, whatever you've spoken, let it happen. And then Mary has this, my heading in my Bible says, a song of praise, the Magnificat. I just think that's kind of a little bit humorous that Bible translations put little headings so you'll know what you're reading to make it easier to understand and they put a Latin word. Uh, magnificat, the magnification, what this song has been known for forever. Um, the magnification, this, this song of praise Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humblest state of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. I am so struck by this. I could not get this out of my mind this week. And I, ladies, I especially want to talk to you for just a moment. An angel appears, Gabriel, out of nowhere, and says, Hey, don't be afraid. You found favor with God. Oh, cool. What am I going to (laughs) get? Pregnant? Yeah, you're going to conceive, and you're going to bear a son. You're going to here's his name. You're going to name him Jesus. You don't get to pick that. And he's going to be son of the Most High, and he's going to be great. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. Her mind has already got to be blown because she knows she knows what the promise to David is on your throne, there will be someone from the line of David forever. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. You're going, you are going to conceive a son. You're going to name him Jesus, which means Yahweh saves. And that son is going to be a king of a kingdom that will never end. And Mary's only question is, how's this going to happen? And the angel said, the Holy Spirit's going to do it. And, and, and when the Holy Spirit does it, you're just going to know and, and the child to be born will be holy and will be the Son of God. <laughs> and by the way, Aunt Elizabeth is pregnant. She's six months alone, along. Ladies, If that's you, how blessed do you feel in this moment? I mean, for real. Hey, teenage girl, you're about to be pregnant. I know you're not married. I know this is gonna have some stigma to it. I know you're probably gonna have to tell this story a thousand times, maybe get a t-shirt. I don't know, just you're gonna have to tell this story. It's gonna seem strange You're going to give birth to the son of God. You're going to be mother to the son of God. He's going to be the firstborn in your family. She doesn't know this. I mean, but she's going to have other sons. What is that like? What's it like to be Jesus' mother? I mean, you think you've got the perfect kid. (laughs) What's it like? He's, He's making all A's in school. And his little brothers are like, oh, look at. Look at Mr. Jesus, (laughs) Mr. Goody Goody. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna raise a king with an everlasting kingdom, teenage girl from apparently a very humble family. I don't know. I don't know what that must be like. I just don't know how in the world she just says, whatever you say, I'll do and then calls herself blessed. That just blows my mind. I'm I'm blessed because I have been chosen for the most outlandishly impossible thing imaginable. And I have to like walk around young and pregnant to do it. Blessed. Like this is impossible except for the angel Gabriel just said, nothing's impossible with God. Okay, but it is. It isn't, but it is. (laughs) And she says, every generation will call me blessed. She knows this, because she knows she's gonna bear a son who's gonna be a blessing to every single generation. And every generation is gonna go, wow, that Mary. (laughs) Chosen to bear the son of God, the Savior. I don't know, that just blows my mind that she just accepted it with such humility and said, whatever you say, Lord, I'm blessed. And when Elizabeth certainly thought she was blessed. I don't think this is what the lady on the phone meant when she told me, have a blessed day. She was just upset that she'd cussed me out, right? I don't, I don't know that this is what we mean. Have a blessed day, may God choose you to do something outlandishly impossible today. May God choose you to do something that for the next 30 some odd years of your life will change the complete trajectory of your existence from this moment on. <laughs> Have a blessed day. Yeah, I mean, and she accepts it. And then look what she says, and here's our word. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For, and there's three fours, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, now all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. She accepts this as a great thing God has done on her behalf. God has done this for me, not to me. For me. Like I'm thinking to you. Nope, she says, for me. I get to do this. This was what we told our kids all the time. Do I have to do that? No, but you get to, right? (laughs) I get to do this. And here's her important word in in verse 46. It's a word that does not appear very many times in your New Testament. My soul is magnifies the Lord my soul magnifies the Lord um, I've talked about this before but I'm gonna talk about it again two ways to magnify one is awful and one is the way you do it um, I dug around in my garage last night and I found this picture that I forgot. Can you see it? Yeah, I left it at home. It's sitting right beside my desk, safe and sound where you can't see it. But um, my brother got Kelly and I a puzzle one year for Christmas. This is when I started to question if my brother liked me anymore. This was about the same time we had a kid and my brother started getting the kids very noisy things for Christmas to annoy us. Um, that's a great uncle privilege, I think. Um, but he got us this puzzle um, of, of just a dolphin just a dolphin. Um, but have you seen those pictures? And it's one big picture, but it's composed of hundreds of smaller pictures. Yeah, that's what this puzzle was. Every piece was its own picture. And it just, and I remember when we started it, we were like, this is bananas. Why are we even doing this? But you know what it's like, you puzzle people now. Once you start, now we're no, 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 we're in, we're in this for good, right? we're just working this thing. But it did not take us long to realize there's only one way we can do this. And so we went to town. We were living way out in the country. We traveled 15 miles to town. This may have even been before this town had a Walmart. So we went to Kmart. If you remember Kmart, we went to Kmart and we bought a magnifying glass and we would literally get this piece of paper that came with the puzzle, and we would find, okay, this little blue piece has a clownfish on it, and then we would go through all the pieces in this pile, and we would find, okay, and we put it in place. Okay, this next piece has a crab. Okay, go th- it was like, what, a thousand piece puzzle? And we finished this puzzle the entire time. What is he, I can't believe my brother did this to us, right? We had to magnify the pieces to finish the puzzle because they were too small to see. Um, Okay. Let me talk about the opposite way to magnify something. This was for 150 more more years, the largest star known to mankind. Um, I've already forgotten the name of it. I forgot to write it down. You, oh, wait a minute. I think it's U, U Y Seti. I believe it is. Thank you very much. Scudai. I kept hanging up on the last word because it just sounds so weird. Scudai. Um, U Y Scudai. Okay. Um, This star is so stinking massive. here, let me give you an idea. Um, on the top left, that's our sun. The bottom that big old honking thing that takes up the screen, that's the star I'm talking about. You can put a million earths in our sun. You can put like a billion suns into UI Skudai. This star is so big that if you were to put it in our solar system and put it where the sun is, the edge of it would go out past Jupiter. Okay? It's big. It's not a giant. It's not a supergiant. It's a hypergiant red thing out there. And apparently, if you've got a good enough pair of binoculars and you know where you're looking, you can see it. It is not the biggest anymore, but it's the biggest known. There's something out there. Whatever the case may be, it's big and it's like 9,000 light years away, which means even if you've got your car and travel fast enough, you won't get there. Anyway, here's my point. <laughs> How, what kind of magnification do you need to bring in something that big? You need a telescope. You will not find it with a microscope. Back to Mary. My soul magnifies the Lord with a magnifying glass or with a telescope? Do not magnify Jesus with a magnifying glass because he is not small, he's bigger than your heart can imagine. He's He's huger and biggerer than you can imagine. He is, and we're gonna see what he is because every verse in the rest of this song starts with the word he. He. He is, he has, he was, but God doesn't need a hype man. God doesn't need someone who doesn't really believe he's that big but is, is trying to convince everybody else he's big You know, like this inferiority complex where like God is like, please make me look bigger than I really am and I'm small, but I want people to think I'm big. No, 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 no. No, no, no. God is bigger than you can fathom. That's how we magnify the Lord. And she says, let me tell you. And then verses 51 through 55 to the very end. He That is how she magnified the Lord. She said, let me show you how big he is. Try to bring him into view for you. It's all about him. She says, every generation will call me blessed, but let me tell you why I'm blessed. Because of him. I don't... I don't know like in the presence of Jesus, what it was like for Mary to go and be with Jesus. Like when she died, like, hello, son. Like, how did that work? She saw him exalted there, and I don't know how all that comes together. But at some point, people started praying to her, and, 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 and praying to her some more and like building statues of her and seeing her in their toast and making pilgrimages to her from all over the world and just asking her for blessing. And I've just got to imagine if it's possible to just be like mind-blown, confuzzled in the presence of Jesus, that's got to be Mary. She's got to be looking at Jesus and going, why are they talking to me? What in the world are they doing? You did all this stuff. Stop talking to me, right? I'm just the humble one. But just look at this list. I mean, we could preach on every single verse here. He has shown strength with his arm. I couldn't have done this. He scatters the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. I am the humble servant. He scatters the proud. But look at this. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. Now, this is pointing to Jesus as not just what God has done in the past, which she knows the history of Israel, she knows he's done this over and over again, but she also knows that if the baby in her womb is going to have an everlasting kingdom, he's gonna do this. She's carrying around a baby in her body (laughs) who's gonna bring down the mighty from their thrones. That's incredible. He fills the hungry, he's looking out for hungry people and he's taking care of them. And then look at where she sees herself in the big picture. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. The baby in my womb is God showing mercy and remembering his people. This is the fulfillment of his promise, the what he says, as he spoke to our fathers to Abraham and his offspring forever. And what was the promise to Abraham? Abraham, I'm gonna give you land, I'm gonna make you a great people, and every nation on the face of the earth is going to be blessed through you. And he repeated the promise to Isaac, and he repeated the promise to Jacob, and Mary knows, there's a baby in my womb that is the fulfillment of the promise to Abraham. What? My goodness. She's magnifying him. But you know what's kinda helpful, and I'm gonna do this real quick. It kinda helps you understand it if you read this song backwards. I know, that's weird, but let's do it anyway. Because if you start at the end, you can go chronologically. God spoke to Abraham, made this promise about nations being blessed through Israel, Israel happens, and then all throughout, you have all of these instances where God makes promises and he fills the hungry with good things and he brings down mighty from their thrones and raise up mighty and he promises he's gonna do it again and he shows strength with his arm and he scatters the proud All throughout history, he shows mercy to those who fear him from generation to generation to generation to generation. And that's how the faith spreads from generation to generation. And she says, I am just one small humble person in one generation of people who have feared him. You see how she saw her place? She's not, she realizes who she's carrying, but she says, I'm just one humble person who fears you And then she keeps, for the mighty has done great things for me, holy in his name, is his name. All generations will call me blessed. You see that? She sees her place in the story. There's a huge story, I've got a little place in it. God is doing something big. I'm pregnant, and I'm blessed for being chosen to the most impossible thing that could ever happen. And Mary stayed at Elizabeth's house for three months, in other words, either till she was about to give birth, Elizabeth said, "Okay, get out of here. I'm about to have a baby." Or maybe she stayed till John came out, and she said, "You're busy." Or she stayed and helped. I don't know what happened, but Mary's there until somebody comes out or is about to come out. And but she just sees, I've got this little place in a huge story, and my soul magnifies the Lord. Okay, let's. You see then, why, why Mary? Why Mary? Because God knows what he has in Mary. God knows she's a telescope kind of girl. <laughs> she's, a, she's humble. And she accepts the most impossible assignment. She knows her place in the story. And she says, I'm blessed to receive it. I'm blessed to receive it. So, let me finish with three. You know, this is you. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. In the heavenly realms, with every spiritual blessing in Christ, for he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of his grace, of God's grace, that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. You are blessed. You are blessed. And when Paul says you are blessed, you're not blessed a tiny bit. You're blessed with everything God had in heaven poured out on you. Every spiritual blessing in Christ. Wherever Jesus can go in God's house, you can go in that place in the house. Jesus, you're you're blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. And then the rest of the verses is that. You're chosen, you're adopted just because it was his pleasure to do so. And he would be praised for adopting you. You've been given glorious grace freely. You've been been purchased by blood, your sins have been forgiven, and oh, here we go. In accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished. Did you hear the word? Lavished. God does not give grace by the thimble or by the eyedropper. A little grace for you, poink, little grace for you, bink, a little grace for you, bink. Sorry, I'm almost out. Bink, little grace. You know, he's not like a Tinkerbell with a little bit of fairy dust. Like God is grace by the 50-gallon drum. Grace. You are blessed, but then when Jesus And the Sermon on the Mount says, you know who else is blessed? The poor in spirit and those who mourn and those who are meek. He's he's describing Mary, isn't he? She's hungry and thirsty for righteousness. She's merciful. She's pure in heart. You see that? So there is an objective blessing you have been given and then there's a blessedness to taking on the same attitude she had. Now let's talk about magnifying real quick here. Paul is in prison, and he doesn't know if he's going to get out and be able to go back to Philippi. And he goes back and forth. He says, well, I might die here in prison, but if I'm in prison, I'll preach the gospel. I might make it back to you, and if I come to you, I'm going to preach the gospel there. So it's either I'm going to be fruitful here, I'm going to be fruitful there. He says, but you're praying for me, and I think this is going to turn out for my deliverance through, the, through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ— According to my earnest expectation and hope, in nothing I'm going to be ashamed. Whether I'm here or there, I'm going to be bold and unashamed, And Christ is going to be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ, to die is gain. And if I live in the flesh, it will mean fruitful labor. What I will choose, I cannot tell. If I die, it's gain. If I stay, fruitful labor. Either way I go, I will magnify Christ. Not with magnifying glass magnification because Jesus isn't little bitty poor Jesus and he needs my help making him look better than he is. No, because Jesus is great, big, biggest star in the universe big. And I just, it's all I can do to bring him into view for you. He's that big and I'm gonna be bold and unshamed about it. And he has blessed me. To do that that 's why Mary, and that 's why you and that 's why me let 's pray together, Lord, make us <laughs> absolutely convinced that this is who you are, and help us to see our place in the story, to make much of jesus and you 've given us every blessing we need to do that, to live an unashamed life, to live a bold life and yet to live a meek and humble and hungry and thirsty, morning life. <laughs> the two can happen together, God. The two can happen together in the same people. May we be the generation that fears you. May we be the generation that passes that to the next generation. Generation. May we see our place in this story. May we see how blessed we are. And we are a blessed people. Thank you for Mary. Thank you that we're still talking about her. Jesus, your kingdom isn't in trouble this morning, you rule an everlasting kingdom. And we trust that to be true. We praise a powerful, mighty King. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Morning at Creekside Church in Spring, Texas. We're glad you joined us. For more information, please check out our website at www.mycreeksidechurch.org.